When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Meeting of the Minds. Today is July 4, 2020, and it's what I want to call the USA edition. So I brought in my good friend and former athlete, coached him a long time ago, captain of the 82nd Airborne, Mr. Kevin Rose. Welcome to Meeting of the Minds. How you doing today, bud? Good, good. Nice to see you, Chase. Nice to see you. Uh, tell us about currently what you're doing. I mean, you're an active uh, military combat guy. Give us some some clues to to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah, so um, right now, um, just picked up a new new position as a company commander um, of a parachute infantry uh, rifle company, uh, about 144 guys. Um, and right now, the 82nd Airborne is tasked with a uh, global response mission or immediate response mission, and. Um, uh, if you're any student of the news and saw what went down on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, uh, with our rapid deployment uh, to CENTCOM uh, area of responsibility, then that's kind of what we're here to do. So, so we're talking about 82nd Airborne Captain. I mean, you're in charge of those 144 guys. Yes. Yeah. Me and my uh, my first sergeant are um, the command team, and uh, yeah, we're responsible for everything that organization does and fails to do. So, right. Right. It's a big task. We appreciate you doing that and, and taking the time out of your day today to just talk to us about mindset. Um, former athlete, you, you boxed a little bit at West Point, right? Yes, yes I did. Yeah, uh, a couple of years. Um, a lot of good experience and a lot of good, a lot of good uh, just lessons came from that. So, Absolutely. And, and, you know, high school athlete, standout in baseball. You were, you know, a great wrestler. Uh, is there anything else athletically you've done in your life? Um, no, I think that's it. I think, uh, I think just coming up through and then randomly getting into, uh, like cross country and distance running and, 
and then having having that wrestling experience uh, throughout high school. Baseball was obviously always the uh, kind of the the sport I gravitated to the most. Um, and then, like you said, picked up boxing uh, while at West Point, and uh, since then just play a lot of golf. So. <laughs> and we talk about the mental aspect of sport at a winning mindset. How, you know, I, I don't know what sport you can pick one or you can talk about all of them if, if you would like, but how much emphasis should people place on the mental aspect of, of sport? Like what percent would you say is, is mental? Well, I'd, it's obviously difficult, but I think if, if you were going to place a percentage on it, it would have to be at least 90. And I say that because it's not, it's not like the first 90% is mental and then it's 10% physical. It's all, it's, I think it's more foundational than uh, like raw percentage. Um, you know, uh, if, if you know anything about building or whatever, a, a cornerstone or a foundation is absolutely critical for the rest to be built upon, uh, like a sturdy configuration. So, you know, obviously you can get away with, um, you know, having just strong physical attributes and no, no mental, um, game, but, uh, you're not, I don't, I don't think you have longevity, um, and you absolutely can't perform consistently under constant pressure if, uh, if you don't have, uh, the proper mindset. So. Right. And so how did, did playing sport all your life and having that mental, you know, you had, had a mental approach to the game of baseball and wrestling or whatever you participated in, how did that correlate over to um, military mindset? Um, I think it's just the competitive nature of sport um, and also just the teamwork aspect. Uh, both kind of come together in a way that you want to be competitive with your peers. You want to, you know, try to beat out the guy in front of you or uh, whatever position um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're just doing it for one reason and that's to win games, win championships and ultimately in, in the military, um, you know, win. Um, and I think winning in the military is pretty, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, there's really not a substitute for it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you absolutely all have a singular goal. You're oriented on one thing and, and I think that kind of drives um, everyone's um, just desire to, to be better and, and you know, achieve that desi uh, desired end state. So. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Um, talking about goals, I mean, does the military give you goals weekly? Do you have to come up with your own goals? Do you talk about goals? Um, I think goals are typically something that's set for – a little more long-term, um, but there's a, a philosophy or doctrine called mission command. And essentially what it is, is it allows, um, it allows junior leaders and people who are uh, underneath, you know, your more senior ranking uh, officers and non-commissioned officers to make decisions within what's called the commander's intent. So essentially what I do is, I issue an intent to platoon leaders or, or whoever subordinate leaders. And I'm also issued that intent for my higher leadership. And <clears throat> what it does is it allows me to, to make decisions and gives me a left and right limit of, um, kind of what I need to do 
Um, so given that it's, uh, goal setting is typically done internally and it kind of allows you authority and, and span of control in a, in a place that in an, an organization where, uh, it seems top down driven. Like it seems like generals are just making calls every day and, you know, we just fall in line, rank and file, but that's absolutely not, not the case. That's not how it is at all. Um, so I guess kind of reorienting on your question, uh, we do set our own goals, um, but they're obviously within certain parameters. So, Right, right. Well, it's such a, I know you, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Like it's a, it's a high pressure game when you're in the military. I mean, it's, it's, it's win, right? There's no, there's mm -hmm. no lose. If you lose, you're probably going to die. Am I right? Yeah. So, so when people like that, when, when, yeah, yeah, get hurt. Yeah. So when a soldier is about to go into combat, is there anything that the military teaches you to kind of calm your nerves to get you in a different frame of mind, you know, become somebody different? How can you, how can you, uh, talk about that a little bit? Well, I think it's just all has to do with training. I mean, training is something that, I mean, you can look up any number of generals or, you know, whoever that say that training in the military is absolutely the most important thing. And I think correlating that to sport, you know, it's practice. That's what practice is. Um, so we call it training practice, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's the same thing. If you've been in that situation before, like figuratively, um, then when it happens again, you recognize it and you can execute and you don't have to think about it. Right. Uh, you, the yeah. fact where you, sorry to cut you off, but you can, maybe you're going into a combat zone and you've got all the pictures. Do you visualize being in there and, and seeing the mission happen before it happens? Um, it depends. Obviously I think, uh, if it's, um, like for example, there, everyone will tell you like no two, no two deployments are the same. I only have, I have two, uh, one Afghanistan, one Iraq and, uh, then Kuwait, but um completely different um mission sets so you, what you have to do is basically take your training and morph it into the situation you're currently in i would say if it's something like a you know very deliberate like targeted mission um you have that ability um nothing that i was a part of but like for example the the seals raid on uh you know osama bin laden that was something that was planned and prepared for like for months, you know, they built the exact compound. They, right. they did a lot of things that, um, that I actually read about that in a book. It would, they, they were flying the airplanes and everything and trying to land them in this, in this zone that they've never been in. They were in the desert or something like that. Yeah. Pretty yeah. So, I mean, the, that's, that's preparation to, to the extent where you can, you know, visualize as, as best as possible. But, for example, like just me being a, a infantry guy, um, not necessarily with that type of skill set. Um, you have to train on your basic tasks and called battle drills, um, and then that's that's essentially your playbook. You know, you go into a situation, um, and you don't really know what you're going to get, and that's kind of why I get paid. You know, is to make decisions and <laughs> and. Uh, execute those those uh tasks um as best as possible in any in any scenario so 
talk about the the I know you jump out of planes. Um, is there is there a mindset you have to get in to get pumped up for that? Or have you done it so many times? It's just like, you know, taking I your definitely, I definitely haven't done it enough times. Uh, <laughs> I know some people, I think it's just, uh, I don't know, it just seems, um, it's a little repetitive and it's, it's definitely um, exhilarating, I would say. But um, that's something that I, I typically have to like go through kind of a technique and just know like okay i do this i do that i do that and i know everything gravity's going to take care of itself so right um yeah i mean that and every time i know that my chute opens and i look up and i can see my suspension lines and everything's uh you know opening i'm just floating along um then i know that everything's good but i'd say that those two seconds from the time you're you know approaching the door and then exiting and then before your shoot opens that's that's probably about a six to eight second process um and that's typically the uh the only time that i'm you know maybe a little bit uncalm <laughs> but the before the storm right <laughs> yeah right exactly so um so you have a process and we talk i, I want to relate that to like wrestling mindset when, when we work with athletes uh we talk about a pre-match routine. You want to do the same thing, have the same thoughts, the same frame of mind every time. Is that similar to getting ready to jump out of a plane? I mean, having those same thoughts? Oh, absolutely. So with the military, it's called PCCs and PCIs. So your pre-combat checks and inspections. Um, so, I mean, there's literally like cards that we have. It's like a checklist. And you just go down it, and I check, okay, do I have – this do I have that do I have water you know ammunition whatever um and then kind of like I was talking to you before about it's called the um the JMPI process and what that is is if you're a qualified jump master you are the one who's inspecting uh paratroopers um uh parachute and their harness right yeah. and there's a lot of intricacies as I'm sure you can imagine like you know webbings and different types of you know, fasteners and certain types of um, cords and things, they all need to be in a certain place um, and be attached a certain way. And it has to be the exact same. And it's a, uh, it's a pretty detailed movement of the hands. Um, and it has to be the same every time. So I guess going through that pre, uh, going through that routine, um, definitely gives you confidence and really what it's supposed to do is you know myself being a commissioned officer and a leader in the organization i have to instill confidence in soldiers i can't i can't be the one that's over there just <laughs> looking all jacked up and sweating and you know trembling and everything so i have to be the one instilling confidence in in those guys and they're typically i'd say your typical paratroopers like 19 year old you know from anywhere um yeah. 19, 20 year old. Uh, so, and those guys are typically out of basic training and, uh, and then out of airborne school. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, that those routines and those, um, I guess those, those checks and kind of the things you're doing internally and then you're showing externally, uh, give you confidence and then obviously give other people confidence that you not only know what you're doing, but that everything's going to be okay. You're going to be safe. 
and uh, we've done everything we can to ensure success. So it's almost like that checklist takes the guesswork out. I mean, you know, these things are going to happen uh, and, and you stop thinking about what potentially could go wrong because you want to make sure the process is good. And then once yep. the door opens, the process is ready. You're ready to jump. You haven't thought about it, all that can go wrong at that point. That's basically exactly right. Yeah. I mean, by the time I'm jumping out of the door is the first time I'm thinking about jumping out of the door for the right. most part. And I've done it. You know, you're doing training. You don't, you don't have to exit actually like a plane at a thousand feet to practice it. We have like little mock-ups and things that we use to practice it look just like an airplane, but you're jumping out and it's the ground's three feet away. You know, so you get enough reps with something, something like that, like training aids, I guess you would call them, or, you know, like a sparring partner, you know, that's kind of the, the same kind of deal where you're just getting those reps in and, but the consequences and the stakes aren't necessarily as high as they could be. So, right. Right. It, it's what you talked earlier about the 19 year old kids. I can only imagine myself like coaching these athletes, like wrestlers mm-hmm. and I'm nervous for them because they're in a state championship match or, you know, state, you know, regional match, regional tournament, whatnot. On the inside of me, my butterflies going crazy, but I can't show them that because now they're going to be nervous. We got to keep it, keep it the same. So I can see that as a leader. Um, I can see how that could be a, a something you said you don't want to stand there all jacked up, right? Yeah. And you don't you want to give that that, that air of confidence that everything's gonna be okay. You've been here before. We're gonna do it do it again, just like you have before, right? Right. Yeah. It's the qualified jump master, and you are a qualified jump master, right? Is that what you told mm-hmm. me? Yep. How much training does that take? How many hours to to get that uh, certification? So I, I think it's a forty hour course. Wow. Maybe could be wrong. Maybe longer. It's three weeks of instruction, um, and it's like a kind of you know nine to five type deal so whatever that would be it's like a you know a full-time 100, job 120 for... hour course excuse Ooh. me <laughs> um now how much of that is actually just jumping out of a plane uh none of it zero right yeah it's like all all prep wow so, you gotta, like um, you said that foundation yeah i mean that's that's all it is it's you're a jump master and you're not even exiting plane during the whole whole uh training so um so what what that school basically is is it's it's all those things i just talked about like it's everything that you're you're doing to instill confidence and in, in jumpers and ensure that they're uh they're good to go so they can do what they got to do um so yeah yeah all right so so talk take yourself back in time a little bit to, to when you were an athlete not that long ago um what one mental prep or mental quality you've learned from the military would you take back in time uh to your old athletic self i mean i would i would think two of the things would be definitely breathing and then visual visualization um but i think that's more of an equation and what that can what that sums is being comfortable you know Mm. like i I was never like comfortable for the most part doing what I was doing um, in athletics, especially for me, you know, swinging the baseball bat. Um, I got countless hours of instruction, lessons, hit off the tee, you know, nonstop. But I just never felt like it, it was comfortable. And then I remember playing just the loosest baseball I could because I knew that, you know, maybe it was right around the end and it was legion 
Legion ball uh, right before I went up to West Point. I think I batted like 640 and had like nine home runs in like 12 games or something, you know, like. Are you? I think I might have announced a couple games. You put some on the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was insane because all I did was, you know, before I was thinking, about, okay, I got I to gotta sit back in 60-40 weight distribution with, I got to put that power on the inside of my right thigh and, you know, being right-handed. And then when the ball comes, I got to, you know, transition to this point. I got to keep the bat flat through the plane, you know, through the hitting area and all that stuff. And it was just like, come on, dude. Like, I remember seeing, I think it was Jason Worth who was, like, crushing it at the time. It's like, oh, nine, 2010. And uh, he was hitting, like, 40 home runs a year or something like that. And he just, he was a taller guy, kind of like me. He's, I think he's taller than me, though. He's about 6'5". And the dude just looked like, you know, he was swinging a freaking, you know, I don't know, just a butter knife, you know, <laughs> just hanging out and just hitting bombs. And I was like, why don't I just do that? Right. And I literally asked, I, yeah, I just tried it. And But what, what it was was I saw, like, someone executing it, and I saw – that I had the, the athleticism and the ability to do it, and all I had to do was just do it. So, obviously, it wasn't, like, the next day. But took some BP, definitely a few sessions of BP, and I was just – the ball looked like a freaking beach ball, you know, because I'm just, I'm just comfortable. Yeah, yeah. and you were yeah. making stuff go crazy when, you, when you're thinking about all the little things that yeah. can get- – that you need to do to hit a baseball. You don't even be thinking about that. Don't yeah. You keep it simple. Just see the ball, hit the ball. Right. It's easy yeah. to say, hard to do. Yeah. Because our voice in our head, and some people, it's not really a voice, but it's so loud. Like we have to drown him out sometimes, so so we can succeed. Absolutely. I like what you said about being comfortable. Um, the military makes you uncomfortable, but what I've found over the last few years in working with mindset and athletes across the world. Uh, you want to be uncomfortable because uncomfortable mm-hmm. now makes you comfortable later and comfortable right. now makes you uncomfortable later. Would you like to speak on that? Any? Yeah, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to what we said about training, preparation, practice, as you would, you know, people would call it in, in sport. Um, yeah. I mean, the time to be uncomfortable is when it, it, it the stakes aren't high, you know, um, it's not good to be uncomfortable. Yeah. When, uh, when bullets are flying or any kind of thing like that, you know, you got to know and, and trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, I think that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, it's definitely going to make that voice in your head kind of say the, the what ifs and why didn't I do that? And ultimately lead to maybe regret or, um, you know, just kind of a, uh, a lack of self confidence, you know, and I, I would say that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, especially in the moment when it's going to be exponentially, um, you know, exponentially shown through failure. You know, nobody's watching people in the gym or in the wrestling room. Nobody came to practice, you know, but everybody comes to the game. So, and that's where people are watching. So that's when it matters. So I think, uh, I think that's pretty uncomfortable to, to not be prepared. And we get comfortable by being prepared. And, and we teach this, like, we got to trust these processes we put into place, our, our training, our, our strength training, our conditioning, our nutrition, our plyometrics. I mean, we got seven or eight areas of action plan that we want our athletes to, to focus in on. And then when 
you're in a state championship match or a baseball game or even in war and combat, you don't think about all the little things that you've done. You just start reacting. You're in that mm-hmm. flow state because of all the things you've put into place over the previous, yeah, maybe your whole life brought you to this moment, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, big plans. I mean, you know, this time that our country's in, I know you're probably on high alert all the time. Um, is there any advice you'd give to, to just people? right now during this crazy time. I would say uh, from, I guess, a, a military standpoint, and then just personally, kind of the, I guess, the way to, that I like to put it is just like improve your foxhole. You know what I mean? Improve your, the three to five people in your family, you know, the area that you can touch. Um, with like marked improvement. And I would say if you can improve that, not only start with yourself, but then, like I said, the three to five people around you, you know, like me being a homeowner, there's plenty to do here. Then worry about everybody else's mess, you know? So I would say just improve yourself, um, improve your, your community and, uh, you know, try to, try to develop some, some friendships and, and things that maybe, a lot of people are, are not only take for granted, but don't, um, don't analyze. Um, so I think if we can all, <laughs> if we could all do that, I think we'd be all right. So. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's, it's beautiful. We've been out here in this community and, and can't go anywhere. And we, our friendships have developed. We've got new friends now in our neighborhood. We, we just, we just married a couple in a backyard not too long ago. That would have never happened if COVID didn't happen. So yeah. I like to look at things on the bright side and, you know, if I sat here for four months and did nothing, I'd be out of shape, about to die, blood pressure be high, worried to death. And that's not the way we're going to roll. We're going we're gonna to look at the things in the right right direction, the positive way. Um, well, cool. Look, I know you got uh, a lot of things going on and potentially could get called at any time, right? Yeah. Well, if not, um, you stay safe and, and I appreciate your time. If there's anything I can ever do for you, uh, you know I'm here for you. And again, thank you for serving this country. I know there's so many people that take it for granted, like you talked about, uh, but we do not around here and we don't at winning mindset, but we, because we know that uh, the military really, really drives this country and protects us for all the freedoms that uh, so many people take for granted. So thank you again, uh, Kevin, for that. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Is there anything else you want to end on about mindset? Do you think it makes a difference or, or how you want to get out of here? Well, I think it has to. Uh, I think, like I said before, it's got to, it's just got to be the foundation. You know, you can't, can't build a house on sand uh and if you do you're you're a fool so <laughs> you gotta start start with that and then uh and then you can kind of do anything you want so perfect i love it well look buddy i uh, wish you luck i hope you have a happy fourth and uh let's hook up real soon yeah let's do it happy fourth all right, all right. let me pause this real quick hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.